Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Point Counterpoint. I'm your host, Chris Wright. Okay, so I am very honored to bring on an amazing guest, Dr. Luni Lewis. I think you'll find her very interesting. She comes on, we talk about some very interesting subjects, including meditation, which I find very interesting as far, particularly, just the insights that it brings into the human mind and the consciousness. And I think it's very interesting. I will let you know there is also a video version available on YouTube. And if you're li- while you're listening to this, it is likely already uploaded there. If not, it will be uploaded soon. But if you are a visual learner, I recommend that you listen to this on YouTube. Also, there was a slight audio issue in there. It was not a major problem. It was quickly resolved. Just so you so you understand. But without further ado, I bring you I introduce you to the amazing conversation I had with Dr. Lenid Lewis. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right, are you ready? I am ready. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special episode of Point Counterpoint. Today, I brought on a special guest, Dr. Lunid Lewis, and I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Chris. I am super enthusiastic. I'm glad you asked me to come on board because I'm looking forward to sharing uh, my story, uh, I've been podcasting for the past five months, but before that I had a slew of different um, positions. Um, I was a clinical psychologist, um, I work in data analytics, and to be frank, what I enjoy doing is um, educating and sharing content, sharing knowledge. Okay. All right, interesting. So uh, you want to just talk a little bit about your background here? I know you're from Haiti, and uh, you ended up going to, uh, you got your, where'd you get your PhD again? I got my PhD here. So let's take it back 1995, way back, right? Last last millennium. What is it? (laughs) It was the last millennium. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was a while back. Um, 1995, I came into this country in March, and Chris, it was bitter cold. We got greeted with a wind that was so chilly, made my socks chill, um, shiver. Mm-hmm. We came from the tropical island Haiti, so it's um, humid, it's hot there. Um, but we, when we came to the States, we were not dressed for the weather, and it was a total culture shock for us, mm-hmm. for my mother and my uh, my siblings. And here in the States, it was an opportunity, an opportunity to, to, to get away from no running toilets, no electricity. It was an opportunity to get an education, an opportunity to learn a new language. But with that mm-hmm. came its own adversities because, um, you know, you're 10 years old and you're thrown into a new school and making friends become a challenge. Mm-hmm. 
And so for me, the way I dealt with that was I kept my head in the books. And so I read, I, I started reading romance novels. I, I accidentally um, found some at my grandparents' grandfather's house and started reading um, at night before I go to, I go to sleep and, and going to school in the morning. And one, one day my grandfather called the house just to trick us. And he was like, hello, may I please speak to Jean Baptiste? And I was like, sorry, Jean Baptiste is not here. He was dumbfounded. He was like, do I have the wrong number? Because <laughs> he was not, he didn't think that we would um, pick up English as quickly as we did. And so fast forwarding um, over, education has been a key component for me and um, reading tons of book. And so what I've done right now is I'm able to connect with a lot of entrepreneurs and due to that fact, I get to um, learn from their habits, learn from what they're doing that makes them successful because success leaves no clues, right? I mean, success leaves mm -hmm. clues, success, success leaves a trail. And so a lot of entrepreneurs or their morning routine, their habits that contribute to their success, I'm able to learn and able to share that with the wider um, population or wider audience. Okay. And so that, that's how you start getting into this idea of your these the six step morning routine. Yeah, yeah, because they were tried and true. So I, I found out a lot of people say you know they don't have time in the morning. They don't have time for themselves. And so it you know I I ask if you don't have ten minutes for your for yourself, then you don't have a life. If you think about it, right, Chris? Because mm -hmm. you're so busy in the hustle and bustle where you cannot find. 10 minutes to quiet the mind and I'm going to walk you through the the acronym it's called a hit savers is what I have compiled from my research that I've been doing and as a psychologist that mm -hmm. I've, I've seen um, in my field but how do you spend the, the first 10 minutes of your day I mean you know as I know as a psychologist and other doctors have confirmed that what you do in the first eight minutes of the morning mm -hmm. sets the tone for the rest of the day it mm -hmm. determines your behavior, your habits for the rest of the day. And a great um, example is if you get up first thing in the morning and you want to check the news feed, you want to check your social media feed, seeing how many people like you, like getting that feedback from, uh, from other people, that is creating a habit unconsciously. Like you don't even know you're doing so because throughout the day, you'll realize there's a need to check social media more frequently. Yeah. The habit is has formed. There's a habit loop that has formed because you did that. So there was a cue to get up to check what's going on out there. And that cue triggered a um, craving for um, affirmation, for confirmation, for likes and, and, and people's comments on, say, your post or what's going on with their life. And that, that craving then turns into um, a reward for you. And good or bad it's a habit that is formed without your permission and so once you create this habit loop it gets hard to um it becomes harder to detangle from it mm -hmm. and so with um go ahead you hear me what's that what was that oh i didn't i didn't hear you at for a second oh oh sorry yes yeah, go on okay so with the 
habit with the with say with that specific a uh, habit, what ends up happening is you're letting the world in before you actually um, um, take some time out to yourself. And so the morning um, routine comes in play to allow you the opportunity to quiet down your mind. So see, most people spend it hitting snooze and grunting and rolling out of bed and getting dressed. But what what if you know that time was spent in making yourself a better person? What if you woke up, you know, 10 minutes before you needed to every day and work on yourself? How much better would you be at work, you know, in your relationships and as a person um, in general? And so yeah. the the hit savers that I put together is um, acronym. It's hit savers. So the acronym stands for H is for hydration. And I wrote an um, ebook on this, but. I say hydrate first thing in the morning because you're at a fasted state um, at night and so you're deprived of um, electrolytes. So first thing in the morning, you can help help the process by drinking um, a glass of water. And it's not hard to do. Simply put, placing um, a glass of water on your nightstand the night before will help um, rehydrate in the morning, but it also helps with morning fog. Have you gotten up with morning fog before? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, you can't think, yeah, no, no, you, don't, very you know, that feeling, you just can't think, and you don't feel like yourself. And it's like the fastest way to get rid of morning fog, these, these steps that I'm going to give you, it's actually nine actionable items done in nine minutes. They will help with that morning fog. It's, it's a sh mindset shift that takes place in under 10 minutes. So the first one is drinking water to help um, alleviate the morning um, brain fog. And the other one is uh, for I in the hit is I am profoundly grateful for here, Chris, you have an opportunity. And I tell my listeners, you have an opportunity to write the things that you are grateful for today, because if you have a um, grateful attitude, it will bring it will breed more things for you to be thankful for throughout the day. It's magic how that works. Kind of like that habit we were talking about, the cue and the reward. If you open up social media, then you kind of need to have a need to keep looking. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the same notion here. If you're grateful in the morning, you wake up, you say, you know, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for um, teachers and parents. I'm grateful for my siblings. I'm grateful for education, whatever it may be that you are thankful for, it will give you um, more blessings, almost like more, more things will, you'll find more things throughout your day to be thankful for. And this attitude will shift your, um, you, it'll start shifting your day to, to a more positive, for more yeah. positive outcome. And my favorite is T, where I say, time's up, make your bed. Time's up, get your butt out of bed and make it. <laughs> And I say that because a made-up bed is a made-up mind. Be mm -hmm. uh, because once you, this is your first, um, where you practice your first willpower. You've accomplished your first task by making the mm -hmm. bed. It takes discipline. If you do it on a daily basis, it becomes part of your routine. And it gives you a sense yeah. of organization, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, then your room's organized. And if you had a, uh, a terrible day say things didn't work out you'd come home to a made bed and you could be you could just breathe it's relaxing already yep. just to see that yep so i urge yeah, because, time's up make your bed yeah because that way when you come when you come home and you you walk into your room even if you just had the most terrible day possible at least your bed is made and there's something good to look at 
Absolutely. It's a clean mind. It's, it's also like clean, a clear, clean environment is also a clear mind. You can like lay down on it like the, you know, cartoons and just flop into bed because it was such a long day. But at least you'll have a, a clean bed where you don't have like shoes or anything under there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so S, um, and now we're getting into the savers portion. S is for silence. Imagine if you were to be quiet, be silent intentionally in the morning. Spend one minute in taking like deep breaths. Get letting some oxygen in. So just watching your breath. And it's, it's part of meditation too. If you're not familiar with meditation, this is the, the perfect way to start. Because you take three, three deep breaths and then you exhale. You're just watching the breath in and out. If it's like watching your diaphragm, your belly go rising and, and, and sinking, mm-hmm. that's meditation. Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. meditate as well? Yeah. Oh, I love meditation. I'm not... I try to make I try to do it regularly. I'm not as good at that, but I definitely do try to make an effort to meditate. And one thing that I was reminded of when talking was uh, something called metta meditation, which is it's Sanskrit for loving kindness. It's a Buddhist practice. And you start out with you're making like positive affirmations first towards the self. Yeah. And then you go towards your loved ones. Then you go towards neutral people. Yeah. And then you, uh, then difficult people, then eventually all people. And you're, you're expressing uh, loving kindness, as the name suggests, towards all people. Yeah, and even to animals. Start- I actually love that one. You, yes. you send it's loving kindness. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's called metta. Yeah, metta meditation. Loving kindness meditation. You even send it to animals, too, because um, I, I do that one as well. And that's. So it goes, if um, um, the, the phrase is, as you take your breath, the phrase is, if your listeners are listening in or intrigued about this, you, you say to yourself, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be at mm-hmm. peace, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you, you, you send it off to um, somebody else um, and you send it mm-hmm. to animals and you send it to the earth. You just, because we're, we're a body of frequency, we're energy, we're a ball of energy. And so mm-hmm. when we, we connect yeah. to the universe that way. So when you actually align yourself with the universe, you can requ- and demand, not beg. You can demand anything you want. That's the beauty. That's mm-hmm. the point of all this. Like setting your mind right so that you can start achieving everything you ever desire. Mm-hmm. How exciting. Oh. oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. How, how exciting is that? I actually, um, I'm glad you brought the med, the meta uh, up because I do this throughout the day. If I have a difficult person I'm dealing with at the office or on the street in traffic, <laughs> I will, instead of judging them, instead of thinking bad thoughts towards them or, or yelling at them, because what you send out, you, you get back in return, yep. if that makes yep. sense. And so if I have a difficult person I'm dealing with, I simply say, nope, I'm not going to say mean things. I'm not going to think mean things. Instead, I say, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be at peace. And that works so well. It's amazing because now I don't have any negative emotion balled up because I said something bad because it's the same energy. If I'm sending it out, it's going to come back to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say one thing here, Chris, that um, I thought about as you were talking. 
the one, the fastest way to be happy is to wish for somebody else to be happy. Mm-hmm. It's along yeah. the, the line of what we're talking about. If you're not happy, don't try to figure out a way to make yourself happy, a way to get happy. Simply think of somebody else, even a total stranger walking down the street in the classroom, wherever they may be, and just um, say to yourself or think of them, um, I wish you had to be happy. Simple as that. And then that's going to come back to you. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to A, which is um, affirmations. Now. Yes. Have you done affirmations? Are you familiar with affirmations? I am familiar with affirmations. Yes. Affirmations are so critical. Let me share a little secret with you. Dr. Amen says that we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot. And 90% of those thoughts are negative. Or they're the same thoughts from yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we're not thinking anything different. We're playing a tape in our head over and over again. And it's, it's, it, be, it becomes our inner voice. It becomes that mm-hmm. what we say to ourselves. And because we, we, what we think we become. If we yeah. think I'm not competent, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy. Well, we, mm-hmm. we self-sabotage to make that a reality. That's just the way things work. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of scary. So with affirmation in the savers portion is reframing the mind. Start changing the language that goes on in your head. Start changing what you say to yourself. I like to put it this way. Um, I like to say to myself, particularly, talk, I, I like to talk to myself as if I'm talking to a lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as if I'm talking to a loved one, right? Because we're so sweet towards yeah. them. You know, we say kind things. We tell them, good job. Thank you for taking that out. Thank you for helping me around the house. Thank you for being supportive. But without, huh? Go ahead. Can you hear me? Hmm. Oh, there. Okay. Connection's back. Okay. All right. So, um, so which, where were you? you how far do I go? Yeah, I was talking about, yeah, I talk to myself as if I am talking to a lover. And I say, you know, I say thank you to myself. I say thank you for, um, for doing a great job. Thank you for your efforts. Because we do that to other people. We're so kind to other people, but not towards ourselves. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. The way we, we love others but cannot show the same love towards ourselves. But ourselves is the one we spend we spend all our time with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I guess we're taking it for granted, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. with with the affirmation, it really is a point in time to actually reframe the mind, change the conversation, change the inner voice that goes on in our heads and start saying words because anything that you put um, after I am becomes your reality. Because mm-hmm. remember I said, whatever you think about, you become. Thoughts become things. Napoleon Hill says it, you know, like whatever you, you, you focus on, um, it will grow. Whatever you put your energy in, and where, wherever energy grows, it will flow. It will grow type of thing. And mm-hmm. so uh, affirmations here is just spending 60 seconds and saying, um, thank you for understanding. Thank you for wisdom. Uh, um, I am... I am anointed. I am capable. I am lovable. I am worthy. I am a good friend. I am a good daughter. I am a good, um, a good son. Anything that will start to rewire the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. 
because it's deep ingrained in there, the negative thoughts. Because that's what that's it's called being you we are socially constructed that way. And that's okay. Yeah. But we can do something about it. That's the fun part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all I find all positive change just comes from starting with yourself. Absolutely. So you build Absolutely. up yourself with the affirmations, build yourself up, and then you, you you realize your strengths and then go after that. And it becomes a domino effect because if you change, everything around you will change. Mm-hmm. Amazing how that works. Self-love, yeah, self, self-affirmation self and yeah. declaring who you are. I, I like that input. Yeah, well put, well said. So that's affirmations. Um, one of my favorites, I can give you a few of my favorite affirmations, and I say this to myself daily. I am victor- victorious. I am blessed. I am talented. I am anointed. You know, little things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some for you? Um... I am smart. I am kind. I am. Uh, I'm open. Mm. I'm approachable. I like that one. I like that mm-hmm. one. I'm open. I'm approachable. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to V. We're, we're almost there. We're now savers, right? So V is for, I call it vision in visioneering. Mm-hmm. It, it's a form of visualization. You might have heard visualization and our, our listeners might have heard of visualization and getting a vision board and putting our goals up and, and picturing it as if we already have it and receive them. All that is great, but mm-hmm. it missed one thing. One thing it, it's missing is the emotion to go with it. Because remember I told you we are a ball of energy. We are mm-hmm. frequencies. Yeah. And we need to be aligned in the emotional level with what we desire. It's mm-hmm. at a frequency that we need to get the same level at so that we can attract it and it become ours. And the fastest way to do that is to attach an emotion to that goal. And that's why visioneering is different than just visualization. And let me walk you through this um, real quick, Chris. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So when I'm gonna, when your brain activity slows down to between seven and fourteen hertz, you are said to be in an alpha state, and mm-hmm. an alpha state is considered a relaxed state of mind, which yep. which allows you to be more receptive, more open, more creative, and less critical. Okay. This is a fun fact babies are at alpha state when they are born up to age two or three years old because why they don't have the capacity to be critical or judge anything because they are meant to just download all the information that they're getting Mm -hmm. for the first two years of their life because they have to learn new languages they have to learn a new culture they have to learn a new society they have Mm -hmm. to learn a new family a new organization right they have to learn faces and names their own name (laughs) (laughs) And so they're they're not allowed to think. They're just allowed to download data. Because from an evolutionary perspective, they really can't afford to be critical of anything. They can't question stuff. They have to just accept what's given to them. Absolutely, because that's how they learn. 
That's how they will learn. And, and, and there's the problematic, let me tie it all together, is we learn some bad stuff during that primal years too, right? Mm-hmm. Those yeah. Some negative things. We hear no over a thousand times in a week as a child. Don't do this, don't do that. So that's negativity. And so it's, it's important that it, it works to download because they say that, that neurologist says that kids live in the subconscious of their parents or their caretakers. So if their parents are fearful, they too will be fearful. If their parents are anxious, they too will be anxious because they're, they're living in their, their subconscious. They're, they're just following and listening and learning from this one person. So they're learning all behaviors. That's how we become where we are with the 60,000 thoughts that 90% are negative. Does that, does that tie it all together? I keep losing you. Hello? Chris? What? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. All right, so where were we? So <laughs> we were talking about kids. Um, we were talking about um, kids being able to download data. That yes. They're meant to yes. be able to download okay. Okay, here we go. Okay. So <laughs> that's a bummer that it wouldn't work on here. That's too bad. Yeah. Yes, so now I have, now I have two separate uh, audio files, and I'll just have to splice those together. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. If you download it, yeah. um, separate tracks. That's, no, that's no problem. Okay. Okay. My lighting. Hold on. Let me turn on my light in the room since I didn't have it on before. This will be better lighting. This will be better lighting, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I was saying, I don't need my headphones either. <laughs> Everything changed now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was saying with kids, they um they're able to download all this information because it, it's primitive. As you said, it says uh, it's revolutionary. It's self. It's defense against having to think and and doing all that download all at once. So mm-hmm. I was talking about taking you into a visionary session. So I've gotten you to. I'm gonna get you to the alpha state, the relaxed state, and just so I, your listeners can know how to do this, it's really simple. It takes like minutes and a half to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I what I do is um, I get comfortable and close your eyes and roll them upwards as if you're looking at your third eye or you're looking up at the ceiling, but your eyes are closed. Oh, should, should I do this now? Or? Yeah, let's do this. Let's... Okay, so close my eyes, look up to my third eye. Yeah, look up and focus on your breath for five breaths. Now, I want you to recreate a winning feeling that you've had, some experience that you had in, say, the past. It could be falling in love. It could be your parents, you graduating, you, you seeing a sibling birth. Um, think of that feeling and, and try to recreate it. Relive that happy feeling that you had in that situation and in that moment. And live in that for about 20 more seconds and think about how you felt because you were so present, you were in the moment. And then I want you to bring that 
feeling that positive image from your past and envision that toward your new goal. So think of something new that you want, something new that you desire, something you want to achieve. And envision your future goal as if you've already achieved it. Do a mental rehearsal of the event. As much color with as much details as you can picture it. I think it's a new car. What color is it? The sense of the car. Um, going to prom. What dress you want to wear. Who you want to go with. Whatever it may be. Just be as detailed as possible. And the last thing that I want you to do. Is when you open your eyes. You will say to yourself. I now allow myself to have whatever the goal was that you were um, describing and thinking about. So fill in the blank with whatever it is. And then say to yourself, so be it, it is done. So be it, it is done. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fastest way to visualize and bring to you what you desire and what you need mm -hmm. and what you look. It's beyond visualization, yep. as I said, because you're bringing in a feeling towards that goal. And the energy feeds the frequency and a, a universe and, um, brings that energy level up and it attracts, start attracting what you're looking for. So that's mm -hmm. visionary. And the next one is exercise. The E in savers is exercise. And exercise, as you know, has a tons of benefits. I mean, we're talking about alertness, increasing alertness, increasing focus, and the ability to um, think and be creative throughout the day. So it's not just mm -hmm. a physical thing, it's also a mental thing. Because not only are you losing weight, but you're also releasing a lot of serotonin. So for the hit savers in the morning, 60 minutes of jumping jacks. I mean, 60 seconds. 60 seconds of jumping jacks mm -hmm. or 60 seconds of push-ups. To get the yep. heart rate, to get the heart rate up, and once you get the heart rate up, you, um, it's a lot easier. Um, your body's more awake naturally. Yeah. And, and for the second, so the last, the other one is read, and I urge you to read something positive. If you're not reading, listen to something positive. Be it a podcast, this this podcast. Listen to something <laughs> that stimulates your brain to actually um, help. Develop your brain. You got to read if you want to change. If you want your, your surroundings to change, you got to change. And that starts with self-development, as you, we talked about, right? Self-growth self and self-love. It starts with you, but how else do you learn? By reading, by consuming um, content. So spend, this is the morning hack, spend one minute, but you should do 20 to 30 minutes a day of reading something stimulating. But do, mm -hmm. do one minute of it, and that will um, get you on the right path. And if mm -hmm. you read 30 minutes a day, you will have read 2,100 books by the end. Is it 2,100 books? Yep. I think Zig Ziglar said that. 2,100 books by the end of the, um, the year. Check my numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the last one, the last one is um, shower. <laughs> Take a shower. And I say make it, a cold, <laughs> make it a cold shower. And so people don't like cold showers. So make the last 60 seconds of your shower a cold one. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it not only wakes you up, but it helps with depression. It helps with anxiety. And this is, has gone back to the ancient days. People used to sit in ice buckets. Like, <laughs> people used to sit in ice buckets to, to get that, um, to get the benefits that come with um, renting the body with pure cold shower, 
few um, cold showers. There's a lot mm-hmm. of benefits to it. And yeah. so it, lo- it lowers your stress level. It relieves depression. It promotes emotional resiliency, um, strengthens mm-hmm. your immune system, increases endorphins, increased alertness. Yeah. I mean, muscle soreness, it decreases all that if you're working at a lot of different benefits to it. So mm-hmm. my question to you and the audience is, how would you feel if that's the nine minutes you started your day with? How much would that quality of your day and your life change? Oh, I got I to gotta try that cold shower part. I, it'll be uncomfortable, but I know it's for the best. 60 seconds. It's not the whole shower, just the last 60 seconds of it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the Hit Savers um, morning hack. There's an application coming out um, and it's on the way. I'm looking at the next few weeks and it will be on my website and everyone can get it because it will give you daily actionable morning habits that you can do. So for mm-hmm. the, all the ones that I listed, I will every day change them up and give you a new one to follow to help keep you on track so that it's easier to just do it. It's nine minutes of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I had a couple other things I wanted to mention. So uh, one of the things that I was reminded of was uh, when, it, when it came to like, say you're like driving your car and some other driver makes you upset. I was thinking of instead of getting mad, I was thinking of a way that can, you can actually get these people to be, have more kindness to you. And I was reminded of the Ben Franklin effect, which, which has actually been proven to be true. Which Franklin's quote where he said, "He that has kindness will be more ready to do you another than he whom you yourself have obliged." So, and it comes from at one at one point Ben Franklin and another guy were having a feud, and so Ben Franklin just had the idea to have this other guy. Um, he asked he asked us he wrote him a letter and he said. Um, in your library, you have this rare book that I would really like to read. Would you be willing to loan it to me? And so the guy said yes, and he gave it to him, and all of a sudden the two became friends. So do you yeah. have any thoughts on that? That uh, I like that quote. I actually have heard it before. It, it's um, it's, be, it's being kind to those who are adversary, who um, thinks mm-hmm. differently or is angry towards you because. They, you don't know why people are angry. You don't know what their story mm-hmm. is. It, it kind mm-hmm. of brings you down to earth and think like, before you lash out on somebody, just take a second. They could have had, you know, some issues, family issues. Something terrible could have happened and they just, you will happen to be right there in their face and then they just, Argh, you know, got mm-hmm. angry. And so it's yeah. a part of building compassion because if you start meditating, you are able to compose yourself like that mm-hmm. where you say, you know what, this person's not happy with me, but it won't make any, the matters any better if I act the same way they're acting. And so that's what that loving and kindness kicks in. And I love that mm-hmm. you brought that up because it ties it all together. It brings it all back around. Loving kindness mm-hmm. towards other people because you don't know what their story is. You don't know what pain they're dealing with. And mm-hmm. we live... We live in a broken world, a lot of pain out there. There's a lot of hurting people. And if you can realize that, then you become valuable because people want to be around you because you're positive. You want to help people because the only 
the fastest way to get happy is to add value to other people's lives. Flat out. Chris, no other way, nothing else about it. If you want to make a million bucks, help a million people. Mm-hmm. What was that? Mm-hmm. What was the last the I last catch piece, something. The, the last piece I said, if you um the best way to um to be happy is to add value to other people's lives. So yes. if if you wanna make a million bucks, you need to help a million people. Mm-hmm. Earl Earl yeah. Night Earl Nightingale said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to say was uh, one was one thing that really has I've really learned from meditation is and this especially applies to angry thoughts is that it shows that when it comes to an, to an, to uh, to a negative thought it's it's something that um, you don't really control it's something that just kind of arises in consciousness and so meditation allows you to kind of just sit back and just observe these thoughts as they arrive in consciousness and you're able to just see that and see how it it comes in naturally and then just kind of disappears it's on its own yeah yeah well good observation because that's the hardest part with um people who meditate because they think they have to stop the thoughts from coming mm-hmm. they think tr- that it's not true because it's an unnatural to stop thinking but the goal mm-hmm. is to control what you think about and also the frequency of um those thoughts right and what you mentioned here is with um, meditation is to observe the thoughts is to be to um, become aware of those thoughts and then let them let them pass by just like traffic you like you notice um, there's heavy traffic there's a lot of thoughts right now you wake up one morning and there's a lot of traffic in your head a lot of thoughts flying by you observe mm-hmm. the thoughts and then b- bring the attention back to your breathing bring the attention back to be centered again Bring the attention to yeah. to your body and feeling some type of sensation, and that's meditation. It's just monitoring your breathing. Mm-hmm. It, it's really oh, simple, yeah. and you got it. It's which is fantastic. A lot of people struggle with meditation because they're like, "I can't shut my brain down. There's too many thoughts. It's anxious. There's a lot going on. I'm worried all the time." And that's okay. Just take five deep breaths and 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 feel your breath rising and collapsing. Rising and collapsing, mm-hmm. rising and collapsing. And guess what? You do that five days a week, you get better at it. There'll be less thoughts. And then if there are thoughts, you let it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you do is you, you focus on the breath. And if, like, if a sound or something distracts you or a sudden thought, you just observe the thought. Uh, th- just observe it in, in your consciousness. And then as it disappears... Then you just refocus yourself back on the breath. That's it. I couldn't have said it any better, Chris. That's precisely what meditation is. And you, it, yes. it sounds like you have been doing it. You're pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I use the the Waking Up app for meditation. Have you heard of this one? Or I have not. I use um, Oak. I use Oak uh, and Oak. and Headspace. Yeah. There's one called Oak, okay. and it, I've tried Headspace. Uh, it's free. I did try Headspace. There was a lot of talking, unnecessary mm-hmm. talking that I didn't like about it. So I stopped using yeah. it. I, I really like the Waking Up course with Sam Harris. And he's got a great voice for meditation and very interesting 
yeah, allows you to observe your own consciousness. Yeah, I've actually now now that you said Tim Ferriss, I've heard of I've heard well, of um, Sam Harris. Sam Harris, no, not Tim Ferriss. Then okay, no, I have not heard it. <laughs> 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 that would be something worth looking into um, because I meditate every day. Um, believe it mm -hmm. or not, I didn't used to, but if I don't do it, I don't leave the house. It's only ten minutes. You can do it for ten minutes. You can do it for twenty minutes, but I only. Do it for 10 minutes. We don't, you don't need an hour to be zen. You don't need a whole day to, to make it happen. Just five to ten minutes is all it takes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so an, uh, another thing that I, I've learned about you is that uh, you're, an, you're an athlete. Uh, you were in a, was it a half Ironman competition? I did, yeah. 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 That, so that was insane. That, that? that Absolutely. That was insane. That took me eight hours to do. And you know something? I had my own ups and downs with that journey because it's about the journey, not the, um, the end results. But although I was very glad to complete it. But before I completed that um, half Ironman, I didn't know how mm -hmm. to swim. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I did not know how to swim. So I had to go learn how to swim so I can compete. And mm -hmm. it took me three and a half months to learn how to swim. So I didn't go into to be the fastest swimmer, clearly. I just didn't want to drown. <laughs> so <laughs> when, when I started training, um, learning how to swim, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm older, I'm, old, I'm late 20s, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to go to the YMCA and learn how to swim with the kids. How embarrassing. Mm -hmm. That, that was my, my humbling, my humble beginning. I had to go learn with the kids and I swam with them for about um, four weeks. And I was like, okay, I got my doggy paddle down packed. I think I, I'm ready to swim with the sharks. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I went to swim, um, joined a 5 a.m. Um, adult class. And these people were training for the same race I was learning how to swim for. And so... <laughs> <laughs> so the the instructor came in and said Lou Lou need you are too slow for the class you're slowing everyone down um you need to take lessons with the other kids I was like mm -hmm. ouch that hurts a lot <laughs> because I have a race in two months that I need to like be efficient and be great at these people were swimming like they were Michael Phelps like there were fish mm -hmm. underwater. Then here I am just like barely stroking and making it um, staying above water because I'm like winded and out of breath. So I, mm -hmm. I was so determined to learning how to swim and that's my personality. So I was like, I'll show him. I'm going to come back tomorrow and I'm going to be better and I'm going to keep coming until I, I get better. Well, that didn't work out very well because the next time I showed up, he called the director and the director had to escort me out of the water. That's how bad he, he thought I was and was unable to um, swim with the, the, the adults. So that mm -hmm. was a challenge for me that I had to overcome because I had a goal in mind. I had written my goal. I had vision how I, I was going to complete this. And the swim for the half Ironman is a mile and 0.3. It's 1.3 miles. Mm -hmm. And the biking is 56 miles. And then the running is um, half marathon. So 13.1 miles. 
Yeah. So the day the day of the race, that was my biggest focus was like swim because I had an hour to swim a mile and then point three. Mm-hmm. If I swim if I swim longer than that, I was disqualified from the rest of the race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I know, talking about challenging. I so that morning I put on my wetsuit, frigid cold water is cold, the sun is not out yet, it is five AM and I get in the water. You, you know, I finished the swim part in fifty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just made it. I, I just made it under the hour qualification mark, and I, I was able mm-hmm. to complete the rest of the race. It was a huge accomplishment for me. It, uh, my marathon running and triathlon was something I did to um, to prove to myself, like I'm, I can do this. I'm capable. I believe in myself. I have confidence in myself. And when I push myself like that, and when you and everyone push themselves like to the limit. It, um, it, it bleeds into the other areas of your life. You know, you give yourself a challenge and you actually see it through. You become more confident and you're able to, um, to achieve different things in life. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So that was my story. Yeah. Yeah, if you just follow your steps, you'll be able to do great things like that. Mm-hmm. And plan, it- right? Have a plan in place. Strategize. There's a great quote out here. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Have you heard that? <laughs> yeah. So just, just to recap your steps, it's uh, silence, affirmations, visualization, it's, exercise. Read and shower. Reading and shower. Read, read and shower. But before that, there's a hit, right? Hit savers. H-I-T. Remember that? Hydrate. I Hydrate. am thankful. Yeah. So the, the I'm thankful journal, the, and then the times pre-routine. up. <laughs> times up. Get your butt out of bed. Make your bed. <laughs> yeah. And then and then get into your savers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had one more about, and it was uh, this idea of productive narcissistic leadership. So, what is it that you mean yeah. by that? Oh, so productive narcissism, and I have uh, another eight o'clock. I have an eight o'clock meeting, so we gotta um, wrap it up real quick. But narcissistic okay. leaders, there's productive narcissistic leaders, and there's negative, um, unproductive narcissistic narcissistic leaders. That's what my dissertation was on, and yeah. it looks at, um, um, you know, let's look at Donald Trump, let's look at Hitler, let's look at all these. Mm-hmm great leaders but their motives were so twisted right they yeah. they're they're considered narcissistic that the grandiose they're they um, um flamboyant um grand grand thinking but these people also are charismatic because they're able to get followers they're mm-hmm. able to get people yeah. to vote for them these are productive mm-hmm. narcissists hitler got a whole country to follow him and uh, follow his rules and did what he did and that's that you deserve some recognition. Mm-hmm. Like you can be a productive narcissism or you can be an unproductive narcissism because we all have a level of narcissistic in us because it's our ability mm-hmm. to believe in ourselves. It's our ability yeah. to, to be confident. It's our ability to um, think that I can run a half Ironman and complete it in, in time. That's, that's narcissism. That's that tenacity. That's that ambition that we all possess. And we, 
it, we, we need to tap into it. Like it's okay to be a productive narcissist because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Is essentially what I think, what, what, um, what the difference is between the unproductive and productive. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. clear it up for you. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So one, one thing that makes these people um, successful, what they do is just because they're, they're very confident in themselves. They know, exa- they know exactly about their own strengths and weaknesses and they're able to use that to further whatever their cause may be. Yeah, and, and then hire people with um, their, what they lack to make to 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 complement their weakness. It's smart thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay, Chris, this is my uh, time. I, I have another meeting been, I got to run to. It's been great having you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, so where can people find you for if they want to learn more? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, check out my podcast. It's called The Best Morning Routine Ever. And I outline the um, hit savers. And also I talk to entrepreneurs on what makes them successful. So it's a really fun show. Um, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Best Morning Routine Ever. And also um, my website, it's um, com. So it's L-U-N-I-D-E-L-O-U-I-S.com, where you'll mm-hmm. find information when the app is going to launch. Also, um, my ebook, which um, you can get for free on there, it talks about hydration. And um, every I do have an app coming out, yeah, it's coming out in a few weeks. (laughs) All right, is there there guided meditation in it, or or what's the app? It's it's the hit savers, everything I just went over with you for the hit savers (laughs) is on that app. Okay, I'm excited. (laughs) All right, (laughs) best morning routine ever podcast and loot. MooneyLewis.com? Yes. All right. And then uh, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is Best Morning. It's Best, best morning. morning. It's sort of, yeah. So uh, Twitter is best at Best Morning. Um, face, uh, Instagram is the same. Best Morning Routine is the name okay. for Instagram. Okay. Well, that that's been the show for today, guys. Um, it's Doctor. Uh, um, yeah. So, thank you for coming on the show. It's my pleasure, Chris. It's been fun. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right.